for minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Hello and welcome to the Redscast podcast. Another disappointing result, as always, at the minute. I'm joined by Steve, as always, as well. Nil, nil with the Manx. It's it's sad. It's sad, isn't it? Especially when I honestly feel as though we should have won the game. I feel like we absolutely dominated them. We did. To be honest, I've just been having a little scan through all the stats from the game. Just yeah. to uh, give myself a little recap, because... I kind of deleted the whole game out of my brain the minute it <laughs> finished. I couldn't handle it. Like um, we we had twice the amount of shots, twice the amount of possession, twice the amount of passes, higher pass accuracy. Strangely enough, twice the amount of fouls. Can't imagine why with that ref. <laughs> um, twice the amount of corners. Uh, we absolutely dominated them. And yeah. We dominated them nil nil, <laughs> which is uh, so frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, especially because they remained three points clear. Then obviously Leicester won um, yesterday, so they were yeah. top. Um, I'm not too sure what score City's getting, and I'll double check that now. Um, it's nil nil. Oh, one nil, nil. one nil. Bernardo oh, Silva. Yeah, ah. Bernardo Silva's just scored. Wanker. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's crazy when you actually look at the numbers. I mean, again, 17 shots, three on target. Um, what's going wrong? Because I, I don't think any any part of that team was bad against United, apart from the front three, because can't finish, which is mad. Uh, yeah, it's crazy considering the history of that front three. Like, Bobby's finishing, I don't know what's happening, but he was appalling with his finishing. His composure's gone. Something's, yeah. not, something's not going for him. Um I didn't see a lot of his link-up play either, to be honest with you, because sometimes when his finishing's not the best, you, you tend to have a look at his all-round game, and yeah. his all-round game didn't seem to be there either for me. Yeah, um, it feels like it's been off quite a while. And, I mean, Carragher said something on Sky about it feels like he's going to be the first one to go out the front three. Um, and you know what? It's heartbreaking seeing him decline. If, if that's the word I'm looking for, because it is not a perfect word. He, is, yeah. he seems to be on a decline. And he, he was on one of my favourite players, probably to wear the red shirt um, in my lifetime. Anyway, he was he's unbelievable, and it just feels. I don't know if maybe he needs Jota to come back to give him some competition to get him in back in form, sort of thing. Because at the minute, the front three are probably thinking, even if we had a bad game, we're not getting dropped. Exactly, exactly. Because if you look at the the, the backup, you've got Divacarigi. No comment. You've got um, Shakiri, who seems to be playing himself into the team, to be honest with you, at the minute. Um, yeah. But he's getting more of a midfield role, isn't he? Yeah. And then you've got Minamino, who, no matter what Klopp says, he clearly doesn't fancy him at the minute. Yeah, it's crazy, Minamino, because he scored in the Palace game and just hasn't had a game since, like in the Prem, no. which is it's mad. But, I mean, he was awfully poor against Villa's kids, so I can understand why he didn't get a sniff in at the United game. Um, yeah. But you know what? The lineup. I, I, it surprised a lot of people, but I feel as though Jordan Henderson made up for how bad he was in the last time he played centre back. I think it was was it against West Brom or Newcastle, one one of the two. Uh, anyway, yeah, it, that wasn't it wasn't good, um, but against United, defence was not the issue because 
they didn't solid. give us a lot to worry about. They were, we were solid enough at the back. Um, the, the, the small opportunities they did create, I, I thought we dealt with very well. But you say just going forward, something's not. I don't know what it is because the, the midfield seemed to be clicking. It was just that final third. Just it just wasn't happening. I mean, I was excited to see the midfield of Thiago, Shakiri, and Wijnaldum. Um, mm. I really excited, but I feel as though. Was it Jones who came on for yeah, yeah. for Shakiri? I would have left Shakiri on. Um <clears throat> because I well, I mean to be fair, I thought Tiago was gonna get sent off. <laughs> he, he, just, he was yeah, he was he was on very the, fine, he was on the ice, wasn't he? Yeah, so uh, I thought um, he would have came off, but he was I some of the media outlets this week have been saying bad things about him and I think he was our man of the match. Also the whole, also the pool team, I think he was the man of the match. I mean, I think he was man of the match for the fantastic. whole game. Who actually got man of the yeah. match? I can't even remember now. Maybe Fabinho. Um, I don't know. But it was, but Thiago was fantastic. Uh, as I say, he was. He had my heart in my mouth with a few of the tackles he was putting in. Um, have you seen? You seen that picture of him? He's going to be the new internet meme now, isn't he? Yeah, with that his eyes. Look, <laughs> I mean, I think he's finally been welcomed into English refereeing. Um, and again, against United. I mean, the referee was so so poor. We can't do the podcast after that game without talking about in the 45th minute and 54 second, Sadio Mane's through one goal and he blows up. And yeah. a minute uh, of other time. It's six. I mean, in them six seconds, you can score a goal. And if you yeah. look at from a, there's a picture where you can see the hair is on the edge of a six yard box, I think. So Mane could have just lobbed him, took him on, anything it could have happened. And what does my head in is, if you think back, I can't remember what game it was, United had a game where the penalty got given after the whistle had blown for full time and they have to come back on the pitch and take it. Yep, I remember that. I think that was a way to, might have been Brighton or someone like yeah. that. Yeah, so um, why can't that, like, even the referees, they have on, like, the telly and stuff, I can't think of what his name is now, the ball, the other fella, he was saying hmm. he can't understand for the life of him why that whistle went then. No, I mean, if you look at a few of the incidents earlier on in the first half where they went through on goal, but it was offside, clearly offside. Must have been two or three times, and they just played it on. Yeah. Like, they played it on, even though it was clearly off, clearly offside. The line, I think we said this last week or the week before. Why even bother having the linesman there? They just don't even care. They don't just care. And as for that, I mean, four or five seconds before the final whistle, that's a, it's a minimum of one minute. Yeah. I mean, it was in the that was in the first half. I can't think anything else happened within that minute to extend it, but it was still wasn't a minute played, and he shouldn't be allowed to officiate a game for a while because it wasn't just that decision. I mean, if you cast your mind back to those one with uh, Harry Maguire and Salah, and Harry Maguire got a foul. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. if you watch the whole clip, Maguire's like got his arms round and pulling him, and eventually Salah goes down. Probably far too late, but then it go it gets given to Maguire, and I was just sat there watching it, thinking, "What an air! How on earth has he thought that's Maguire's foul?" I just for yeah, the life Maguire, of me couldn't process it. Maguire come the ref there because I, I I've seen that clip a few times, and Salah's on his not on his back, but he's behind him trying to get the ball. Now yeah. Maguire's got his hands round the side, pulling Salah into him, and Salah's just trying to get the ball. Maguire backs his backs his backside back into Salah. And then falls over and makes it look like Salah's jumped into them. And the ref got cons on that one, to be honest. And then there was a um, a corner where Maguire, I think it's on Fabinho, Maguire's basically hugging him from behind. And you can see he's got his hands into lock like this as well. 
So it's yeah. like Fabinho could because if you got your hands hard enough, it's hard to get out of it if you if you've got your arms around somebody. So Maguire get a jump. Yeah, and that didn't get given. Um, I feel as though Liverpool need to be more savvy in terms of going down when there is contact because every other team's doing it. So why aren't we? I mean, I understand we we play a fair game, but everyone's doing it and. The amount of decisions that have went against Liverpool in recent weeks, there's definitely an agenda against us, and I don't care what anybody says. It feels like it, um, but it would, because they're the only games we're watching, so that's all that we're seeing. We don't see what goes on in the other games for the most part. But, for, yeah, as a Liverpool fan watching Liverpool games, it feels like we are playing 12 men, playing against 12 men every single game. Because uh, I feel as though when fans are in the ground, obviously they're shouting for decisions, every other decision, but I feel like it gives the referees more inclined to go and look at the decision where now yeah, it's, it's just pressure. like yeah now it's just like oh i don't want to give that i can deal with the players moaning at me because if they moan at me hard enough i'll just give them a card and i just feel as though we're getting robbed week after week like it's that game is was probably one of the most frustrating games of football i've watched and i honestly we went into it and we, we were i was thinking like i just don't want to get beat and when it got to like the 88th minute and stuff and when cavani came on the 68th minute i was just thinking a draw is better than nothing. A draw is better than yeah. nothing. It just keeps them three points ahead. And that's all I kept thinking. But the more and more it went on, I was thinking, well, no, we've absolutely battered these. Like, I feel as though if Joss had played, we would have won. Yeah. Um, that's that's so hard to say, isn't it? But I think just having Joss in and around the squad lifts the other players because, as we said before, them players just don't feel like there's any pressure on them to perform. Yeah. So even having him in and around the squad, they're, they're, they're going to be looking over the shoulder thinking, I've got to perform here or he's in, in my place. I think he's walking into the team, to be honest, because um, he can play left, right or down the middle. I think either position he's going to walk into it. And then I do think maybe Bobby and Salah will be the ones who go this summer, uh, especially because the Mbappe rumours are massively mm. like ramping up now to the point that I am starting to believe that Kylian Mbappe could probably <laughs> play for Liverpool. Um, there was another one that me and you spoke about the other day, wasn't it? Um, Rumours of an old player of ours coming back. Danny Ings. Danny Ings. <laughs> I'd have him back tomorrow. I, I really yeah. would. Um, he's come out and said he wants to play for a Champions League club. I can't see Danny Ings going abroad. Um, so it'd be an, it's obviously going to be whoever finishes in the top four. I mean, an interesting move for him, if they get Champions League football, probably be Leicester. That's the one I can probably see happening most because Vardy's still playing unbelievable, but he's, what, 33, 34 now? Um, so I think that would be an interesting move for him, going with back with Brendan Rodgers. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a ready-made replacement for Vardy, really, isn't he? He's that same sort of off-the-shoulder type striker, so... Yeah, that would be a good move for, I mean, for I don't think he'd suit our system, but I think I feel there's rumours about um, Origi going to Leipzig on loan. I hope it's a loan to buy because we we yeah. get shafted with loans. We've still got Carrius on our books, and it I don't understand no it. No way. Yeah, he's still a Liverpool player. Um, he's on loan at Union Berlin and can't break into the first team, and they're like a mid-table team in Germany. So uh, I do feel sorry for him in some ways because I feel as though. He could. I don't think he'll ever be confident in his ability again. But I just don't ever want to see him in a Liverpool shirt again. So <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. But yeah, uh, one thing I want to touch on with the United game was um, when we first seen the defense. I think a lot of Liverpool fans, um, me included, you included, everyone I spoke to, really said, "Oh, not Henderson at centre back again," because he is he's too good in the midfield. We miss him too much in the midfield when we play him in centre half. But 
especially when Cavani came on, because Henderson did get caught out a few times where he mm-hmm. was he was very high up the pitch. Uh, he, he had a shot, I think, at one point from like 30 yards out. And I was just thinking, why are you there? You're a centre-half, get back. <laughs> um, but he kept Cavani quiet, because when he came on, my heart sunk a little bit because we had touched on before the game saying about how well he actually has been playing and stuff. Uh, and when he came on, I was thinking, oh, he's just going to... He caused havoc. When you watch the game, if you watch the game back, he caused absolute havoch. He done what he Cavani did. He does best. Busy. Yeah, yeah, he made himself busy and kept our defenders on the toes. And and to be honest with you, the thing that bothers me most about having Henderson as centre back is that means Thiago has to play that deeper role. I don't want him there. Yeah, I know, he, I know he can do it, but I don't want him there. I want him to be. I want Henderson to be there so Thiago can be a bit freer. I think we're, this is a formation. I mean, Matip's meant to be playing um, tomorrow. We'll touch on that in a bit. But I feel as though the formation we played with 4 2 3 1, something that Klopp might be doing now for the past the next few weeks because the 4 3 3 isn't working at the minute. Um, and for, uh, you could see in that game that United planned for us to go 4 3 3 and they just couldn't break us down, which I feel like that's what we needed. A clean sheet against Manchester United is always a plus. Um, yeah. Especially with a makeshift back four, we had basically two out-and-out defenders playing and then two midfielders playing. So <laughs> um, it, that was a clean sheet was good. But when Cavani came on, he was just making himself a nuisance. He's a perfect striker, really. Any spills of a goalkeeper, he's there. He's just an absolute nightmare to play against. And mm-hmm. we seen that within like five minutes from coming on. And I was just thinking, it's just going to happen. Because we said on the podcast, just gonna, it, eventually it'll stick with Cavani. And it didn't. Yeah. So I think that's credit to Anderson and Fabinho, who... Being brutally honest, um, I think Fabinho could stay at centre back next to Van Dijk when Van Dijk's back, even when Gomez is back. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you play Hendo in the holding role, I think Fabinho is he's a, he's well class at, at centre half. I know he's the best central defensive midfielder in the world as well, but <laughs> yeah. he he easily gets into team. I mean, I think he has got into the team this season so far on Sky. But this season, he's been world-class at centre-half. For someone who doesn't play there, should he stay there? Um, there's, there's an argument for it. Um, there's also an argument for for him wanting to play midfield, which yeah. is his preferred position. And if he says, I want to play central midfield, then you throw the man in central midfield, because <laughs> otherwise you're going to lose him. Yeah. I don't think he anyway. The only, I, genuinely, the only players I think might leave Liverpool is... Um, Bobby and Salah and you know what I don't even think Genie would leave have you seen his comments today no, he, he was saying something about when you play for a manager it doesn't really get you it can be difficult but right now I'm playing for a manager who completely understands me and I, I think I'm a complete midfielder under him I can play anywhere he understands me game and it, to speak that highly of Klopp I know all the players speak highly of him but considering mm. he's meant to be going to sit there and say I am a complete midfielder under Jurgen Klopp and I've never been that before <clears throat> it makes me think that's like him calling Liverpool to say like I want to stay just give me the deal yeah. but I think he needs to reduce his wage demands he deserves 150 grand a week but I can understand why the club don't want to give it over four years because he'll be what 33 by the time four years comes up so mm-hmm. I can completely get it from the club's point of view but if you lose Gini Wijnaldum I feel like you lose a massive not just player character as well in the in the dressing room and stuff yeah yeah he's um he's all smiles isn't he he must bring so he must lift that dressing room so much he just has to walk in the room 
and it, he seems like one of them people that he'll walk into a room and the room lights up and everyone yeah. just like feeds off that that aura that he's got. I mean, obviously, when I touched on it a few podcasts ago, when I met him, when I sold him a telly in Covey when I worked there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I, like obviously, when you when you do when you tell and tell you, it's not the size of tell you he was getting. It wasn't just a matter he was in an it's an in and out job. So you sat down with them for about I think I was with him for twenty five minutes, and he was just the most down to earth person you'd never expect. I mean, he'd only just signed, but you would never have expected him to be one of Liverpool's best ever players. Just sitting there next to you, just having a conversation with me. He was asking me like how long I'd worked there, asking me about like. As I told him I was a Liverpool fan and stuff like that, and he was just asking about like games I'd went to, me idols and stuff. We had like a, a boss conversation about Gerard and stuff, and it was just he's just so normal. And then obviously that's just around the people who he's famous within. Imagine with his own peers, mm -hmm. he, you can see he's just a normal, down to earth fella. And I think I'll be devastated more so than when Torres left. I think I'll be more devastated if Genie goes. And Torres was my first like. I was going to say, that's, uh, that's, that's a bold statement, that, because when Torres left, that broke hearts. Like, I will be heartbroken if Genie does go, though. I know he's going in the best steed, and he's not, he's not like, forced his way out. He's trying to stay. Uh, I understand that, and I, I wouldn't be hurt from that aspect like I was with Torres, but knowing that you won't see them in the club shirt again, I was destroyed when Torres left. He was, like, when I was growing up, my brother's idol was Fowler. That was, like, his yeah. era. Mine was, like, first it was Owen, and then it mm. was Torres. Because, I mean, you had Barosh and Heskey and all that before that, but... They're not idols. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, Torres was, like, an idol. Like, I absolutely... I worshipped the ground he walked on, to be honest with you. Um, and then when he left, I was devastated. I remember on the, the day he left, going up to my room, and he had all these big Torres pictures and just ripping them off the walls. And that... <laughs> <laughs> the minute it came up on Sky, it was, like, it was like 5 <laughs> to 11, weren't it? It was like, he's gone. I was just... I was devastated, but... With Genie goes, I think I'll be as hurt as that. Yeah. Like, I think he's that important to Liverpool. And some of the players, the only player we've been linked to that I, would excite me and would help heal the blow would be that aura from Leon. We've been linked with him now. Oh. Um, the one who Arsenal was is looking at. Attacking the field guy. Yeah, he is. He's world class. I'd rush rather him than Renato Sanchez to come and replace Genie Ronaldo anyway. But yeah, I think we. Time. Yeah, I think Joss has proved we know nothing and the, the club yeah. know everything uh, in terms of how they buy players. But, uh, and also, you should check out the Fowler podcast. He's done one with Klopp and it's so oh. interesting. It's it's so, so interesting like, listening to Klopp and Fowler asks him what type of player he goes for and he just says someone who works hard and he isn't bothered about like um, technical ability because he thinks he can improve that, which he does with with most players. Um, there's a mm. few Boss Liverpool podcasts out there. I mean, I think Carragher done one with Robertson as well, which I listened to last night. That's, that's really good. But Fowler, Fowler's Fowler, isn't he? I was lucky enough to see Ian Rush. So it was first, it was Ian Rush. Yeah. And Fowler come in and Fowler's like another local lad. And I was like, that was me idol. Like, yeah. I mean, mine so. was Stevie, obviously. That was the, that's my era, isn't it? Like in terms of, I mean, there was, but Fowler was speaking on Carragher's podcast about how good McManaman was. Now, I can't stand Steve McManaman because I don't mm. remember Steve McManaman, the footballer. I remember him as oh, this absolute arsehole who's up under and just does any, <laughs> any can to slate Liverpool. But um, Stephen Gerrard is the best there is. The best there is, the best there was, the best there'll ever be for me. Um, Van Dyke comes in <laughs> very, very close, though. Uh, he's, he's different gravy. And speaking of him, 
I think he's going to be back the end of Feb. Mm, no one's put a date on it, but speaking to people who I know in terms of like physios, speaking to people who've played the game um, at, a, at Liverpool as well, um, they were saying like for him to be walk, walking on grass doing kiki ups with just what looks like a plaster on where they've obviously done <laughs> keel surgery, this soon after tearing his ACL, either A, he didn't tear his ACL and it was a smoke screen just in, to see, to like make clubs think that we're done for the season or B, he's just, he's just not human. <laughs> well, we all know that. We all know he's not human. He's an absolute monster. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't wait. I just cannot wait to see him back. I think it'll be a lot sooner than people think. I Because I wouldn't say... I mean, I wouldn't say we are defensively frail, although we're thin on players. Defence is not an issue. The, the thing about getting Van Dijk back is then releasing that midfielder who's playing in defence into the midfield, which releases the other midfielder to go before. I think it yeah. just, it'll be like a like a butterfly. Thiago is, I mean, just... Thiago's like a quarterback. Van Dijk's like a quarterback. Van Dijk isn't... The way he plays football, defensively, he's the best central defensive defender in the world. But the way he plays football, he plays like a number 10. He's just, like, classy, isn't he? He's yeah. so calm, composed. He can, can rip a, a team open in one pass and stuff. And I think that's yeah. what we've missed most this season. I think where we're talking about the front three, not firing. I think they're missing the delivery off Van Dijk because one of Sal, if you look at, I'd say about a good chunk of Salah's goals has started from Virgil's 40-yard pass across the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what else we miss of this as well is his, um, his aerial ability on corners. Yeah. I just don't understand well, them. When was the last time we scored from a corner without him? I can't even. I think it might matter. Maybe makes us score. I don't know. Do you know? And it's just that his presence just causes like unrest in their defence. Speaking of corners, I do not understand Liverpool and set pieces in the dying minute of a game. We spoke about it before, and they've done it again against United. This time it was a was it a free kick? Yeah, that he took yeah. that he took short, and I just and then the ref blew up, and I just don't understand it. At least if you cross into the box, you can't blow up, and everyone's going for it. Edda. To play it short, you're giving them the opportunity to blow up, and that's three, four games now on the bounce we've done it, and I just yeah. don't understand it. I just can't wrap my head around why the last kick of the game, you're just not taking advantage of an attacking opportunity. I just don't get it. Just, and I'll just lump it into the box. What's the worst that can happen? It comes back out, and the ref blows his whistle. At exactly. least give yourself a chance. Are you worried about looking ahead in a few weeks? Obviously, we're not. We're speaking about Van Dijk. We play City on the seventh of Feb. He's not going to be ready if we don't buy anyone in January. That game worries me. No. no. Really not. Really, because as I said before, we've got look. We've got United. We've got Tottenham, West Ham, Brighton, City. The defense isn't what worries me. We can cope defensively. You know, mostly, it's the attacking threat that we need to worry about. Like we, we've shown against like Man United, we've shown against Man United. There, we played the two central midfielders in central defence. Yet it's not ideal. Yet they're not the best in that position. Well, Fabinho is one of one of them is Fabinho <laughs> is yeah. Um, but that's not the issue. We're not we're not coming away from games saying oh that was def- the defence was crap, the defence was crap. We're coming away from all the games saying the attack was crap and the referee was crap. Yeah. Oh, suppose, yeah. Not, 
not having fans like there's not really a massive well obviously it's a massive issue but it's not a, an extra worry for me on top of anything else I think Van Dijk will be back for Everton let's have a look 20th of February that's that's soon I think he's going to be back in training from Bright when we play Brighton the last week of Jan first week of Feb um, the fact he's walking obviously there's a long way to go before you can have contact training, but that's the next step. If he's playing on a pitch now with grass, that's a big step, a massive step. If you think back to when the Ox had his first bit of grass time, it was only a few weeks after that that he was back. Mm-hmm. The fact he's playing on grass uh, is massive, and he's in Dubai out the line, like no pressure on him. I think he'll come back to the pool in a few weeks, and then I'd ideally want him back around that time because the second leg against Leipzig, the 10th of March, I feel like we need... If we get him back for then, he's back then for the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Leeds away, United away, um, Southampton, Palace, the Champions League, the FA Club we've if we get through. A, we have got a tough run of games there. Like After that Leipzig game, we've got Wolves away. That's not easy. Yeah. Then Chelsea, Arsenal, Villa, Leeds, Newcastle. United, Southampton. United. You know what I mean? I, if we so, can get Van Dijk back in and around the second leg of the Champions League, I believe we'll win the Champions League this year and potentially the FA Cup, obviously, but depending on what happens on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know if the league is going to happen um, unless they literally turn it around tomorrow. I feel like tomorrow I, is such a big game. If we do not get a win tomorrow, there's teams are ma- like five, six points ahead of us. City have um, that should be City time. just won yeah, City have won we City have won so United are playing now aren't they yeah so City are Human United win we can't catch either of them regardless of our whether we win tomorrow or not no so we're in fourth we can't way. even go no we can't even go second because Leicester are on 38 points so mm-hmm. I mean yeah so Leicester will be if we win tomorrow Leicester will be a point ahead of us City will be three points ahead of us with a game in hand United mm-hmm. will be um, three points ahead of no. Sorry, City will be one point ahead of the game, and United will be three points ahead. Leicester will be one point ahead. Um, yeah, and then obviously there's. I mean, it's very tight. It is very very tight. So I don't. I wouldn't rule anybody out this year. Um, I think the top four will still probably be Liverpool or City winning it, with then. United and Everton. I don't think Leicester will get top four even. I'm standing by Everton getting top four because they've got all their players back now. Can you see Leicester falling off? I mean, we, we do say that Leicester fall off. They're, yeah, they always fall playing off. playing really well. Lord. Yeah, they absolutely dominated last night. Um, yeah. But I just don't think Brendan Rodgers has got the mentality to, to do it. Mm, I, I'm worried about Leicester, I'll be honest. Nah. Um, I mean, it's like Fardy's flying, Madison's flying. If we don't win it, I would like Leicester to win it. Yeah. If we don't win it. um, That's so young. Two can't even get a game. Because they've got Johnny Evans, who's like 48 years old and he's flying. (laughs) And they've got that that kid who they played last night. He's only like 17 or 18 or something. That James Justin, is it? I can't remember. No, I don't think it's that. But he's keeping that Sayonchu off the team. And he's a kid. They're a good team, Leicester. Um, and DD's solid. I, I, do you know what? I, D, D2 can share me at the minute, Leicester. I'd rather them win it out of Sitting City. And if we aren't going to win it, I'd like Leicester to win it. Out of everyone else, I wouldn't mind them winning it because 
I didn't really bother me. They, they're too far away to get any stick off the fans. Um, <laughs> I don't follow any of them on Twitter because they'll fall off again. They flopped in the Champions League last time they got into it. Brendan Rodgers isn't that good in the Champions League. I just don't care, to be honest, if they win it. It doesn't affect me at all because you haven't got mm. City fans um, being able to say it into your United <coughs> fans or Everton fans. As long as one of them three don't win it, I don't really <laughs> care. As well as Leicester, to be honest, but I don't think they'll win it. I, I still... If Liverpool aren't going to win it, I think it's City's to lose. Um, yeah. I think Liverpool will win the Champions League this year. But I'm not bothered if we don't win it because I, I seen something on Twitter the other day. Apparently this season, the Premier League have said it's going to be played behind closed doors till the end. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I'm not really that bothered because when Leicester or whoever are parading their cup round on the world back to normal, we'll be parading ours round as well. So it's <laughs> yeah. going to be like we've won the league. Um, I'd rather us win it again. If we're going to win it, say one more time, hopefully we win it loads. But I mean, if we're going to win it one more time under Klopp, I'd like it to be when the fans are in the stadium. Absolutely, I think everyone will think the same. Or we could just win it this year and next year just to, to make it easier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, speaking yeah, just, just tick all the boxes, isn't it? <laughs> I've seen something before we come on as well. David Albert, Liverpool actually offered him a deal uh, and he rejected it. He's going to Real, isn't he? Yeah, 200 grand a week he's getting there. Um, but apparently we did offer him a deal and he said no. Um, but the most economic one for him in terms of, I don't know if we offered him more money um, but we definitely did give him a, a good offer, according to uh, Fabrizio. That I can't even say mm. a second name. Apparently, offered him a very good offer, but it was his dream to play for Real Madrid. So I think we offered him more money, but he was pretty much set on going there. Um, pretty much, probably similar to like Suarez and Barca and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of our sort of wage structure is incentivized, isn't it? Yeah, so your, basic, your basic rate is going to be less than you get at probably most of the club, most of the top clubs around Europe. But then you've got your appearance fees. I think we will pay more fees, all that. more for certain players. Like I think Thiago's on on good money. I think he's probably on as much as Salah. So I think yeah. for the caliber of player you're getting, you probably would, we probably will pay a bit more for certain players in terms of wages, but. Speak the biggest transfer rumor is apparently Mbappe is doable, which is mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're getting Mbappe at the end of the season, I would just write this season off now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just finish it. We'll take four. Yeah. Get the Champions League. Come here, Killian. It makes sense though when when like someone done a big thread of it on Twitter and was speaking about it and. The majority of his transfer fee will be paid by this, the money we'd make off the 20% off Nike in share mm. fees. So I think Nike would probably pay the transfer fee and we wouldn't get share sale revenue off them until it's paid off, which would probably be about yeah. seven or eight months. So you're basically getting Mbappe for free. And then the share sales you sell after that would pretty much pay as wages. So Nike are basically funding Mbappe to come to Liverpool, which for them, it makes sense because Liverpool are a bigger club commercially than PSG. So they're going to sell more stuff with Mbappe's face on it. Uh, and they know how much Liverpool get behind players who are world-class and behind any player, really, anyway. Yeah. So the fact fact that he could come in, I think there's no other option, but then Salah will probably be going, given all the talk of he's not happy and stuff. But then he's come out and said he wants to win as many trophies as he can and stay for as long as he can. So He's one of the top earners at the club, though. So it's a perfect switch, way. really, isn't it? Because Mbappe plays more on the right for PSG where Salah is. The only could because then ultimately if, mm-hmm. if yeah I think so I think he plays more right right sided um, I don't really watch many PSG games I'm just basing it off FIFA 
because he's right on the But uh, yeah, it's PSG's not novelty. Uh, to be fair, I watched him the other day when Poch had won his first cup and the crap, mm. the proper terrible. I don't understand why people would play for them. Um, they're going to win the league pretty much every year because yeah. it's a crap league. Yeah, there's no challenges really. Um, but I can admit, with Mbappe, if he came in, I can't see Mane going. Mane is our best player, hands down. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's off the pace at the minute, but when everyone's firing, Sadio Mane is our best player. He's um, our most dangerous player, for yeah. sure. So I, I'd want to keep him. So if you're keeping Salah, where does Jota fit into it? So one of them needs... I think Bobby, if, if Mbappe comes in, is gone. I think he's he's gone completely. Maybe he mm-hmm. might stay as a bench player, and I think Bobby would probably be a bench player because he loves the city that much. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of if you get if you have to move one of them on, I think Salah's the most the one that makes the most sense because you'll get the most money for Salah. He, he's mm-hmm. the biggest. He's the, he is the biggest earner at the club. So you're swapping that for Mbappe, and yeah. you're swapping at twenty. You've got to hope then that Mbappe replicates Salah's numbers, or 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 better than. I don't you'd never know he's only ever played in the French League it's, it's a massive yeah. risk but he doesn't really turn up against big teams in the Champions League like but he I think under Jürgen he'd become something else he's only 21 22 he's a kid <laughs> at the end of the day he's, he's a world famous he's, he is going to be he's going to win the Ballon d'Or in his life he's the next he's the next Ronaldo slash Messi, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he is the one. He's going to be the next one that wins the Ballon d'Or like, in consecutive seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Lewandowski be still playing, but I think I think that Mbappe is the going to be the next best thing. Um, and Phil Foden, which pains me to say, but I think they're the ones who, if I had to pick two people now who I think could win the Ballon d'Or in the next few years, well, three: Har- Harland, Mbappe, and Foden, is who I'd go with. Foden's a bit out of left field, isn't he? Um, what? Just I've been that bored because of all this lockdown crap um, that I've watched pretty much most footy games in the Prem. Phil Foden is world class, honestly. I, I I would I'm the first one to slag City players off, but I'm telling you now, mm. Phil Foden will be one of the best people to have ever played the game. That good. He'll be better than David Silva. In the prem, wow, that's a massive shout. That he is going, he is world class. Probably controversial for a Liverpool podcast to be saying that, but honestly, I'm not going to be biased around someone who's that good. Like you've just got to appreciate. Like I don't really like Ronaldo, but I appreciate how good he is. I don't really mm. like Messi, but you appreciate how good he is. Phil Foden, I don't like him, but you've just got to appreciate he is going to be world class. He's that good. It makes the game look easy. Can you see him staying at City for his career? As he's long a as Stockport they, they stay fairly successful. Yeah, because he's a Stockport lad. Um, the only way he maybe might go is if Pep goes to Barca again, maybe, and takes him. Um, but I don't know, because that's like... Man City to him is like what Steven Gerrard was to Liverpool. True. So we could look at maybe... Because a lot of midfield players who are English look up to Steven Gerrard. So we could mm-hmm. look at it and see like, well, how much he was adored for being a one-club man. He's already yeah. won. He's already won Everton by the Champions League at them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a one club man, you're, you're just different gravy in the city. Like Gerard is, yeah, Gerard's idolised in this city. 
idolised. Even like on Robert Robertson's on the podcast with Carragher says they were talking about how we hate Rangers being successful, but he's got to appreciate it for Stevie. And Carragher yeah. went, "Oh, is that an exclusive there? You don't like Stephen Gerrard?" And he said, "Oh, I can't say that because he's probably going to be here one day." And that comment to me was like, "He's the next manager." I know we all say it could be Pep Linders. I'd like it to be Nagelsmann, but it's going to be Gerrard. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that Robertson said that would suggest that he thinks it could be soon, as in within his career at Liverpool as a player. Yeah, Klopp, I reckon Klopp's got two, 2024 in it. For four more years, he's got. I think he's openly said he won't sign a new deal. Um, that's if, I think if he was to win the Premier League and Champions League this year, mm. he might go, I want a sabbatical. But I don't know if he would because the opportunity to coach Killian Mbappe is coming up. So why would you say not that? It's, um, it's hard. It depends. What year is the World Cup in? Is that next year? It is, isn't it? 22, yeah, next year. Maybe then. Maybe then. Or he'll go till 2024, have a, two, have a year sabbatical, then go to Germany mm. and go for him for the 2028 World Cup. But I think he'll yeah. end his career at Germany. I was gonna say I can't imagine him extending his contract again with nah. us, nah. and it, it's devastating because what a guy, by the way. And well, he'll you be... just wish, you just wish he could go on forever, but you know you just know that like that's not him. Well, he'll be in our uh, in my lifetime. I think the longest serving manager by that time because he was Julio done five, I think, years or six. Mm-hmm. Um, if he stays till 2024 that's nine years yeah so it'd be that's the a longer. hell of a stretch for a manager in the current game yeah def- I think he probably it, if he doesn't stay till 2024 it'll be around the Euros slash World Cup if he was to go to Germany um, mm-hmm. but I completely wouldn't rule out him going to Stuttgart because that's it, that, it? that's his team yeah he was born in Black Forest in Germany so that's his team um, so I, I wouldn't rule that out but anyway, on to uh, one more thing before we go on to the Bayern game. Have you seen Degsy's comments today, yesterday? Was it something to do with Van Dijk? No, he'd, he'd seen Van Dijk and then he obviously must have done an interview and he said um, said something about not playing at Liverpool and he said, but I think right now Liverpool misses me more than I miss them. And I was just thinking, what? we may be struggling, Degsy, but I do not miss you. Not at wow. all. Not one inch of my body misses Dejan Lovren. If he was fit, I still wouldn't play him. <laughs> I'd play the kids. I think he's been on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've just bought myself a glass of wine. I think Zegsy's been on it before I me. couldn't believe it. Um, every time he opens his mouth... Do you know what? We'll probably play unbelievable now. Because every time he opens his mouth, the, the opposite thing happens, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. If, you are, if you do happen to find this podcast, Dexy, we don't miss you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, on to Burnley. Um, is this the chance for Liverpool to get form back? It absolutely has to be. It's got to be. Like, if we don't get three points out of this game, people will start losing their minds. Well, the 17th, I think, in the league. Um, don't right. <laughs> Don't look at league position because we've been out off by West Brom and Newcastle and it, it, we've just absolutely got to get three points out of this game. I mean, 
the start of the season, they were terrible. Really, really yeah. bad. Um, they've got the team back. They've got like Tarvoski, me, and stuff like that back. In the last few games, West Ham only managed one goal past them, 1-0. Mm-hmm. United only managed 1-0. They beat Sheffield United, where it's not hard. Leeds only managed 1-0. They're going to come to Anfield and do what every other team has come. Sorry, we're playing them away, aren't we? Um, they're going to go into that game and get behind the ball like every other team has in the past three or four weeks against us. They're playing them at home tomorrow. Oh, are they? Yeah. Like should be right. All right, well, they're going, to, yeah, they're going to come to Anfield and just sit behind the ball. The same way every other team has the past few weeks and sit back and go, come on, break us down, if you can. Um, I just hope to God that we can do it. Like, I hope to God that Matip is back so that then apparently, apparently he is. I think he was only a day off playing um, mm-hmm. playing against United, so I think he will be back. How long he plays is another <laughs> question. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. I think we should beat them, but they've improved massively. Mm-hmm. Um, like mass since the team's come back, they've improved like the injuries they had, they've improved massively. I mean the fact that Leeds for example, Leeds only getting one goal past them. Leeds usually absolutely either batter teams or get battered by teams. There's no in between with them. Um United only scored one pass and they beat Wolves in recent weeks, they beat them two one. They're a scrappy team, they're a Sean Dice team. Um mm. They're better than their league position suggests, put it that way. I mean, getting but, past Nick Pope's not easy either because he's no. he's one of the best goalkeepers in the country. Mm-hmm. But for, yes, and, yeah, we, we've got, like, I can't stress this enough, we have absolutely got to get three points tomorrow or whenever this goes out Thursday. Like, we have got to get three points. 100%. No, no if, but, and maybes. Where's that guy with his absolutes? We have absolutely <laughs> got to get three points. If we don't get three points tomorrow, we aren't going to win the league. I mean that. It's going to be very difficult. Well, if United win tonight, they'd be six points clear of us. If we got, say, for example, hypothetically, we got beat tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh. Fulham are winning 1-0 against United after five minutes. Who are? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Luchman. Luchman scored against them. Uh, Fulham have turned, turned out to be a decent team to be honest I, I'm standing by um, Sheffield United um, West Brom and Brighton going down okay. but yeah in terms of uh, Burnley then they're probably going to play uh, Nick Pope Charlie Taylor uh, um, I think I'm right yeah oh, I can't even think who they play now it's Savosky and Ben Me at the back I can't think who's right and left of them I think it's a Goten and Charlie Taylor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but there's no players there to stand out. I mean, Ashley Barnes can be good on his day, so can Chris Wood. Um, but that, and they've got like that massive age, but he's, they haven't got a, that good of a team, really. Jay Rodriguez, probably maybe the standout player for them. Um, they haven't got anyone there with massive amounts of quality. They've got a squad full of all right players who are grafters. Yeah. And They've got no like superstars and no, no, no particularly. Not yet. Flair. Yeah, they got no particularly flair type players or anyone who's gonna. Got no Sadio Mane. He's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if Sean Dyche stays, if the, the new owners keep him. 
um, how much money they do spend um, because obviously they can't go and spend massive because financial fair play but that took a massive effect during the pandemic because they've had no fans in. and I think it got relaxed a bit but I think if they come in and spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds it'd be get flagged up um, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to think about the game tomorrow really I don't know what I feel as though it could either end up being a scrappy 1-0 and 0-0 or it'll be like the Palace game where we just turn up and absolutely dominate them yeah yeah I think you've covered all possible options there, to be <laughs> honest with you you haven't left much to chance have you but no but I just <laughs> I, it depends what Burnley turns up um, if they come in I think we need to try and maybe I think feel like playing 4 2 3 one is the best bet against them because they're going to again plan for a 4 3 3 to play again. play against us how West Brom Big Sam got that formula and just said to everyone this is how you get a result against Liverpool and everyone's just copied it uh, I feel as though with Burnley I don't know I just don't it's one of, one of them games I, that I just don't I, know I will put my mortgage on them turning up and putting 10 men behind the ball yeah, they will, but we've got to break that down now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll be slightly easier with Matip coming back. Who do you reckon will play? Do you reckon we'll first? Do you reckon we'll do four three three or four two three one? Probably. I think we'll go back to four three three. To be honest with you, if Matip's back. I think it'll be Alisson in goal, Trent, Fabinho, Mata, Robertson. Then you'll have Henderson as the defensive midfielder, Thiago, Wijnaldum, Mane, Firmino, probably. Probably. I'm saying Firmino probably because I, I can't see him putting Minamino in there, but it's going to be Firmino slash Minamino and then Salah. That's the only one I'm not sure about, that centre-forward place. I think it'll be... Um, I'm trying to think now. Alisson, Trent, Matip, Fabinho, Robertson, um, Hendo. Is Naby back? I don't think he made the bench for the last game, did he? So I wouldn't imagine he'd be ready for the start. I reckon it'll be Thiago and the Ox. All right, okay. Um, You're not putting your mate Curtis in? I don't know, because he was the first sub against United, Wayne. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he is fully in the, the first team setup. Um, Then I'm going to go Mane. No, I'm going to go... A... Mane, Salah, Shakiri. You want know, Salah down the middle, yeah? Yeah, I think he'll drop Bobby. Um, yeah. Do you know what I feel as though if he plays any, anything but that team, he's, he's, he's stupid. <laughs> because <laughs> I think it's not working at the minute for Bobby. But that makes me think he's going to play Bobby because that's kind of what Klopp does. You look at the, you look at the players who've been going through some poor runs of form. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you give Shaq a, a run out? Don't down the right where he's absolutely absolutely Shaq deserves it. He does, but I feel like Klopp 
tries to give his players as much opportunity to play their way back into form as he can. Maybe now, might play when, Bobby when in midfield. Then. Bobby. Maybe play Hendo Holden with Thiago and Bobby in mm. midfield and then play Shakiri Mane, uh, and Salah up front. But if, it, if he goes 4-2-3-1, I reckon it, will, it probably could would be Bobby then. Yeah. Because he'll probably yeah. have the back four, Hendo and Thiago Holden with Bobby in front of them with Manny, Salah and Shakiri in front of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, four, two. In, cause, but, yeah, no, so they have, they have your back four, Hendo, Thiago, then your three would be um, Mane, Bobby, Shakiri, and then your one would be Salah. Oh, Salah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's an option, like, yeah. I'd like to see that, to be honest. Maybe Bobby playing more of a central midfield role because you never know. He, he's lost his touch in front of goal, but he's still mm. unbelievably good on the ball to yeah, the point he yeah. could play central midfield. He he was more deeper at Hoffenheim before we signed him, I think, when he more, well, he's a cam, but I think he played quite whole, quite deep, more like towards the central. Um, I think Shakiri absolutely deserves a start, um, but I didn't put him in my team because I very rarely get it right. So. <laughs> <laughs> he started against United, didn't he? Um, he did, yeah. It's weird, though, isn't it, with Shaq? I don't understand it. Like, why is he being off it? like a year just not even get making the bench or not and then he'll play a few games and then it feels as though Klopp goes now nah, I don't want you now and just subs him off again for like, I think last didn't last year he only played six games all year uh, he's played 50 games for the pool in four years three four years no three years do you reckon it like do you reckon he just bounces around training and he's just an annoying little knobhead and he just does Jürgen's head was it Crouch who said that he's like a really bad trainer Um. Oh, yeah, he, he did when he was at Stoke because yeah. uh, he was the superstar at, at Stoke, wasn't he? See, that's the and thing that, in that Switzerland. Just, uh... He's an absolute icon in Switzerland. Yeah. When you look at his honours, though, he's won the Champions League twice, the Club World Cup twice, he's won the Premier League, he's won the Super Cup twice, he's won the... Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he's a very well-decorated um, player, so rightfully so, he's cocky. <laughs> rightfully so, yeah. but um, <laughs> he's only 29, so he's ultimately he's in his peak. Yeah, and maybe he's finally just given to work and how Klopp wants him to rather than how he wants to because it does feel as though this season he's well established in the setup and he's always on the bench mm. he doesn't always get on but he's always on the bench or he's there or thereabouts this year more so than I can remember ever seeing him the fact he's yeah, played he's, 50 games he's in, and around that, he's in and around that first team squad well, that United game is his 50th I honestly can't remember Shaq playing 50 games for us <laughs> that includes some appearances though yeah, but still, I can't remember him coming on the pitch 50 times. <laughs> but he has. <laughs> yeah, what do you reckon on scores then? 2 0. 2 0. I can see. Man, a double. I'm going to go 3 1 with. Salah Hattrick. It's over to you, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't get at me, he'll get two and Manny will get one. But then I don't know, I feel as though don't, I don't think Burnley are ready for how good Thiago Alcantara is. I don't think they understand. I don't think any team understands until you play against them just how good he actually is. Um, Have you read the comments that Eddie Amans come out and said? About him playing, uh, saying, well, see, he was never the first name on the team. She's and he's too slow. No, no, no. Yeah, he's too slow. Well, did he like, a man can talk like he's Usain Bolt? He was one of the slowest midfielders I've seen. <laughs> I mean, the Kaiser was pff, different gravy, oh, like he. But um, I think since he's left the team, he's just been a like since he's left the club, 
he's just been a bit of a tosser, to be honest. He just every time he speaks, I just think, oh, it's like it's like McManaman, but I could never have any bad bad badness in my heart for Diddy because he's he he was so good, so so good. He was, yeah, he made me fall in love with when I used to like I was wasn't the best at football, but I used to want to be a midfielder because of Gerard and Hamam and Alonso and Mascherano. But Hamam was like I just remember him in Istanbul. He was different grave when he came on and that and. Look, and the guy was an absolute lunatic as well, by the way. Yeah, proper German football. I loved him, but <laughs> since he's retired, he's a twat. The best way to be <laughs> Yeah. Um, but him saying that Thiago wasn't the first name on the team sheet for Bayern, <laughs> you know, when he was at Bayern, he didn't lose a game when he played. And when he didn't, when he didn't play, he got beat. Yeah. So, so obviously he was one of the first names on the team sheet. <laughs> That's why they tried to offer him a new deal, and he said no. Um, I think we're going to see... Um, Next level Thiago against Burnley because Point he's going to prove. be in that slightly, slightly more advanced role. So I think after he got that booking, I think it, there was a little bit took off his game. Yeah, and he only got that booking I think because of the deeper position he was in. I can't remember how he got booked, but you, the deeper you are, the more likely you are to to foul an opposition player and get yeah. booked. He managed the oh. game fantastically, though. Um, yeah. I honestly didn't think he was going to get sent off, to be honest. I was very surprised that he didn't come off for Jones. Um, I thought he was going to come off at half-time, to be honest with you, because he was yeah. walking the tight over that, like, leading up to half-time. He was well in. That's what I like to see, though, throwing tackles, and I was like, yeah, you're a scouser now, you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, hopefully when we speak after Bayern, we can finally speak after a win. We haven't won since Palace, they, <laughs> apart from the Villas kids, but we haven't won since the Palace game. We need a win. We need a win. Win today. We win. We're not, I'm, I'm giving up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll speak on uh, Saturday probably before the United game part two um, <laughs> and discuss this game. But hopefully, hopefully we just see a goal, <laughs> to be honest. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice one for everyone for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast, leave comments, share it to your mates. Massively appreciated. Um, the views now are doing really, really well. So loving it. Um, but yeah, up the fucking reds. <laughs> yeah, if you're um, say if you're watching on YouTube, leave any old comments. Just just throw yeah, something. Yeah, the throw algorithm. Up, throw anything. Yeah, yeah YouTube's algorithm coming. is mad. You've got to like it and share it and comment it for it to be seen in other people's inboxes. You may think you're not doing anything by commenting, but it absolutely massively helps the podcast. So please do that. Yeah. I can see all you people watching it and not even liking it and subscribing. I can see all the an- anal- an- analytics. Uh, I think is that the word. <laughs> yeah, I can analyse it. <laughs> but yeah, nice one for everyone for spending the time of the day to watch it anyway. But yeah, up the reds. Up the reds.